Cake Talk. Consumer Talk. Call us now on 021-446-0567. Well, we will move into the open line section of the show, but just a couple of messages coming through during that ad break I'd like to share with you. Here's a WhatsApp from someone saying, I used a Herbex product back in 2014 and felt bad after a while with increased and irregular heartbeats. I stopped using it after the product was finished and never bought it again. The problem now is that my heart idles at 113 to 118 beats per minute, which is very fast. I don't know if this is the cause, but it surely falls into place with what you are talking about. Um, Wendy, similar story to Chantal's there, and uh, the lesson being be very careful about what you buy and don't believe everything you're told about what's in these products. And even if the um, ingredients are natural, as claimed, as, as um, Harris was saying about the wonder nut, I mean, it does just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's not going to have a terrible reaction on your body. So, hmm. so not to you know, be, you're talking about um, you know a, a serious side effects here. Um, but the scary thing is just to finish. As Chantal told me, um, you heard her say there that she did. She's very big on warning others, and I'm very hmm. grateful to her for coming forward with her name and 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 saying you know this happened to me because she wants to prevent it happening to others and she said when she told her colleagues what had happened to her many of them just opted to keep on taking it even though they were experiencing similar side effects if not quite as bad as in her case because the need desire to lose weight is so great in so many people that that you know they don't care what they got the cost to their health as long as they sort of vaguely still functioning and getting into smaller clothes they'll they they think it's worth it so there is that mindset that that, that's at play with with weight loss products what was Um, that dreadful saying that you can never be too rich or too thin and i'd like to argue that it's sometimes the cost of getting that thin is as high as what Chantal oh, has paid. You know, it was a cost too to high. her story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. A great WhatsApp here to, to round off this conversation. Uh, what manufacturers conduct their own research and then selectively quote their results. The only research worth anything is double blind crossover trials with peer review in a medical publication. And I think that is very sound uh, commentary very on our approach, WhatsApp. But yeah. valid. It yes. is indeed. Okay. Uh, thank you, Kim, so much for your SMS. It is appreciated. Uh, one last uh, comment from a caller saying, if you can't pronounce the product, don't eat it. And uh, what were they again, Wendy? I won't ask you to say them all again. Hydrochlorothiazide, <laughs> etc. Uh, perhaps quite sage advice too. And with that, we move yes. into open line territory where you can call us or WhatsApp on any consumer issue. The number to dial 021-446-0567 or send an SMS to 31567. You can also leave a voice note on 0725671567. Um, G sending a WhatsApp on a completely different issue saying we are a non-profit organization and we paid for we paid for two nurses courses at a Pretoria college. The college was having issues with its accreditation and we asked for our money back. They said they could only give the money back after a court ruling to that extent and we need our funds back. But to get an answer from them is very difficult and we can't afford uh, the cost of a lawyer because we're an NPO. Is there anything we can do? It's a year and a half down the line. Well, I, uh, clearly, a, a year and a half later, that uh, institution has absolutely no intention of, of refunding. Yeah. So then we look at well, what's the regulatory, what are the the, the regulatory options? So there is the small claims court, but I'm guessing the amount is probably greater. Um, there is the uh, consumer. Uh, goods and services ombudsman, which is often very effective. There, the there's the Gauteng, um Consumer Affairs. Uh, sorry, we're in Cape Town. There's the um, each province has um, its own uh, Consumer Affairs office. 
officers and I have had some good reports back from some of them who've got involved and got a result. So there, there is that. Or you could email me um, on There's Nothing to Lose and um, if you have the details, contact details and everything else, I could certainly um, make contact and, well, number one, find out if they ever did get the accreditation and mm. are they still in operation because that's a separate issue. Um, I have a feeling that they could be well be taking money off others in the same way and refusing to pay it back. So I, I have a, a, a special hate place for for um, companies that set themselves up as tertiary institutions and take money from people who are trying to better themselves mm. and um, they're not accredited and they weren't refunded. Or somebody does the whole course and then finds, finds out it's absolutely useless. I really... I just can't. It's cruel. It's abide. absolutely cruel. No. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely so it's cruel. G who sent that WhatsApp. Perhaps follow up with an email, please, to Wendy. And Wendy, the address to use is consumer at nola.co.za. That's the one. Okay. And that NOLA is spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And please just put Cape Talk Nursing uh, College or something like that in the subject line so Wendy knows to look out for it and perhaps she can help you uh, and see if she can get anywhere. Uh, another WhatsApp uh, saying, thank you for a great show. This is going back to the um, the diet product issue, Wendy, mm-hmm. saying, I work in cardiology and some of our Ooh. patients who are taking statins and or warfarin and their lives depend on that medication are being told to switch to so-called natural substances that that they can take instead. It is totally irresponsible, and I wonder where they get the information on these patients. That's a scary one. Well, yes, there are a lot of... um, This is the problem. Um, If you just try and Google any condition, you will find a lot of uh, very unscientific, untested advice um, from people who have no qualification to give it and and some very serious medical conditions, such as the you know, heart conditions, etc., And you'll find that uh, people are willing to believe them because they've told themselves that, you know, medicines are toxic or that it's, it's, you know, the medical industry is corrupt and whatever, money-making, greedy, whatever. And, and it's unfortunate because some of those, you know, beliefs are, are, are put people in danger. Mm. Um, so I, I find it fascinating that people will sort of um, be distrustful of science and yet they'll they'll trust the the advice of someone whose credentials they know absolutely nothing about or don't attempt to find out or to check yeah um it's just it's a, it's a human human nature i don't know i don't really understand it but it's it is a reality so okay. that, that that advice would be found um, she she says she doesn't know where it's coming from. It's 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 coming from Doctor Google. Yeah, yeah. One really important thing that stands out for me from Chantal's story was that that issue of her not telling the doctor what she was taking yes. when he asked her or she asked her. And I think it's very easy to fall into that trap that when a doctor says, "What are you taking?" you think automatically of prescription medication. You don't necessarily think to say, "I've had a cold, so I've been taking cough syrup," or "I, I take the following yes. iron supplement because I'm a blood donor." All of these you might not think of as medication necessarily but potentially have interaction with other drugs or with other medical conditions and it's really important Wendy that you share that information with your medical practitioner Absolutely. and I also think GPs should be wise to that and actually ask the question say, yeah. tell me everything no matter how benign you think it is are you taking some kind of natural medication let me know um, and then Chantal wouldn't have gone you know taken that product for another three weeks and worsened her condition so I, I do think the GP should be wise to that and perhaps know how to phrase the questions to to um, avoid 
you know, that's slipping through where, yeah. the, where the, the patient doesn't realize it's potentially a problem. Okay, so both patients and doctors listening, please take note and think about asking <laughs> the follow-up question or sharing the extra bit of info. Sonia mm. asking on Twitter if we can please podcast the conversation with Harris Stein, and we absolutely will, Sonia. We'll do so after uh, the show. And we have uh, got, uh, made contact with G from that uh, non-profit organization to connect her with you, Wendy, so I hope you can Great. help. Great, thank you. Okay, on to a totally different subject, a WhatsApp from Mar- Marilyn, who lives in a complex and says, my wooden floors were damaged by water in November last year. I put in a claim to my insurance company and uh, to the insurance company. They sanctioned the claim after sending an assessor to take a look and paid the money into the management's account. I assume that means management of the complex. The, she says now the yeah, body, corporate, body corporate yeah, the body mm. corporate is now disputing the claim and doesn't want to release that money. It was put into their account in February. It's now uh, early April and I have not received the money. She sent a, man, a letter of demand but n- no progress so far. Where, where does Marilyn stand? Wow, that sounds incredibly... And, and not right. I mean, least, yeah. the body—it's not the body corporate's place to dispute a claim which the insurers have have accepted and paid out. So they—they they are basically, from what we know um, through that WhatsApp, they have unlawfully holding on to that money. Mm. Um, we do have a, an, an ombud scheme in this country. The, it's uh, CSOS, the Community Schemes Ombud Service. Um, their, their head office is in Johannesburg and they have a Cape Town office. I can read the, the number out if you mm-hmm. like, or we could just put it on the, I'll, I'll, I'll say it for those who's armed with pins. Um, uh, 087-805-0226. Um, that's the Cape Town one. Okay. And what they, they do mediate in, I think, it's, I think there's a 50 rand application fee, so it's not very much. And they mediate in all sorts of body corporate issues. And I think this one would definitely fall under their mandate. And, and for 50 rand, it's worth it to get the money to fix the floors. It's worth it. And, yeah. and please um, keep us posted on that um, because, it, it you know, it sounds really disturbing to me. And I'd like to know what happens. And, and please, if, if you wouldn't mind, even if you blind cop me, put my email in that complaint when you lodge the complaint as well so that I, I can keep tabs keep on it tabs myself. On it. Okay, Marilyn, mm. I hope that works for you. And please uh, do keep us, uh, keep us up to speed with the case. And good luck to you. Uh, we have shared the podcast. Thanks very much for the swift work behind the scenes, George and, and Amy. So uh, Sonia and others looking for the full uh, interview with Harris, you'll find it uh, on our ver- ver- uh, Various social media channels. Uh, going back to the uh, the uh, the medical labeling, etc. Here's a WhatsApp from R who says, "My son has type one diabetes. Carb counting is extremely important, and we've noticed that different brands and products with supposedly the same carb count have a different impact on his glucose levels. This really proves to me the inconsistency of labeling, even with the big retailers. Wendy, inconsistency of labeling. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is potentially something that has." direct health uh, health uh, implications for people absolutely and um one of the many talented uh, one of the many um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh roles of our mm-hmm. multi-talented dr steinman is that yes. he, he runs a lab that does test 
ingredients. It's a costly process, and companies will come to them. They've got raw ingredients from overseas, for example, and they want to test that they're actually what they say they are and whatever the efficacy. Um, but it's a it's a it's a expensive process for the ordinary consumer. We're not going to do that. We're going to trust the label until something really bad happens, and then mm. you know we might have a vested interest. So it's it's a very tricky one. There's another organisation that will do it um, if they get enough complaints about a a, a single product, and that is um, Topic. Um, yes. What does it stand for? They were on the this testing of product. Oh, were they? The testing of products in the interest of consumers. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've tested a few products over the years. Um, and as I said, that doesn't cost um, consumers anything. So there is that, and, and hats off to them. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, for, for most of us, in, in the absence of any um, meaningful regulation around testing, routine testing of, of, of whether, labeling, whether labels match reality, mm. it just isn't there. So we, we just... Take, consume products on blind faith a lot of the time. Yeah. That's just the reality. Okay. Well, speaking of the, the testing of products, Regan's just WhatsApp saying a friend of mine who's gluten intolerant regularly has a reaction to so-called gluten-free bread mm-hmm. being sold by a particular chain. Mm. Is there a way to have the, the product tested? Well, Regan, so you've just heard Wendy mention topic. Uh, Harris's uh, lab is called FACTS, which is Food and Allergy and Consulting Services Laboratory, if I remember correctly. But F-A-C-T-S, FACTS, uh, Dr. Harris Steinman, or look up topic and see if they would be prepared to test a sample. It sounds like one that's worth looking into, uh, Regan. Uh, topic we're on with Kino this morning on a very similar note uh, regarding gluten presence in products that were being claimed as gluten-free, something we've spoken about on this show before as well. So, uh, yeah, Wendy, again, potentially life-threatening consequences for mislabeling or failing to disclose ingredients. Yeah. For yeah. many of us, it's, it, it won't result in, 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 you know, it won't affect our health. But for people who are gluten intolerant, who have, um, what is the disease? Celiac uh, disease. Celiac. Yes. I was going to say Crohn's. Oh, Crohn's yeah. Celiac okay. disease. Um, no, it is celiac disease or whatever. Then, then it's, then it's very significant. And it's for those people and, and, and groups of people who, who, for whom testing is absolutely vital. Diabetics um, as well, um, of course, uh, with Diabetics presence, as yeah. well. And it, we should be able to, I mean, I don't know if you remember, Topic was involved in the testing of um, a chocolate, a particular brand of chocolate that was said to be for diabetics, sugar-free yep. and whatever, and it just, it, it wasn't. Scary um, And again, they had enough complaints for them to want to, to, to invest um, in the testing and, and found that, in fact, you know, it was a huge problem a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there just are some players in the market who don't play nice and um, with drastic consequences for, for, for some. Yeah. All right, back to some open line questions. We've got time to take one or two more calls on 021 Before we go to our next question, there's a voice note in about that issue with uh, uh, the wooden floors, I think. Let's take a listen. Hi, Papa. Hi, Wendy. I actually work in the insurance industry, and it's amazing how many body corporates don't know how to go about um, regarding insurance for their tenants, etc. Um, that particular example, I mean, the client should never have a claim from their own personal insurance. Uh, that the, 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 the apartment itself is the responsible of, or the responsibility of the body corporate, and uh, they should have um, claimed from the insurance company because um, usually tenants are usually only responsible for the contents 
um, and not the the actual uh, structure itself. And uh, floors are definitely part of the actual instru- of the actual structure. So uh, the body corporate should have stepped in there and claimed from their own insurance. But uh, so many of these body corporates do not take responsibility for these things, and um, they, they they lie to tenants. Um, regarding what they are responsible for and what is the body corporate's responsibility. Um, Yeah, it's actually very sad. Thank you for that voice note. Uh, Wendy, I'm sure you, uh, you probably agree. Is Wendy still there? Okay, I think we seem to have lost Wendy Nola. In the meantime, while we try and find her back again, uh, let me just remind you of how to get in touch with her if you've got a consumer topic that you'd like her to take up. Uh, the address is consumer at nola.co.za. She is a lady who knows a lot. That's the spelling of her name, K-N-O-W-L-E-R, consumer at nola.co.za. And we ask you just to pot, put in the um, subject line of that email uh, the words Cape Talk and then just one or two words as a description scripted to sort of locate the nature of the complaint. So Marilyn, if you're sending a follow-up, should say Cape Talk Floors Body Corporate. Um, Regan, you should send one saying Cape Talk uh, Gluten in Bread. Uh, something like that to help her look out for your uh, your query in her inbox, which is a very full inbox. Uh, uh, just to repeat again, she's not able to tackle every single case that comes her way, but she does try valiantly to get through as many of the topics as possible, if not on air, then occasionally off-air as well. So uh, please to be patient, you'll receive an auto response from her mailbox confirming receipt, and uh, w- you know we will contact you if we are able to put your case to air in one of the upcoming segments. Um, so, consumer at nola.co.za. We seem to have lost the line to the studio in Durban. We're going to try and get Wendy back on her phone for the final couple of minutes. Wendy, are you back with us? I am. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Not sure what happened, but let's quickly try no. and deal with uh, one final question from Chrissy, okay. who is having an issue with uh, Queen's Park saying they will not close my account. I've been into the branch in Tiger Valley. I've given them my ID and home address, etc. They insist on trying to do it over the phone, and I am not comfortable sharing my personal details over the phone. Um, she says, my account is paid up. I seldom use it anyway. I always pay in cash. I just don't want to share that kind of information over a phone line, what do I do? That sounds that sounds familiar. I think I've dealt with a similar, if not the same one um, in the previous show, but absolutely not okay. Um, you, you shouldn't, they have no right to dictate um, to an account holder how the account should be, what information has to be provided, provided in order to close the account. Um, I suppose they would say if it was over the phone, they need to make sure that it is the right person, but if I recall, did she say she w- she was happy to go into the store or something like that? She's even tried um, going into the store in person. No, I mean, that's highly irregular. I mean, if they, if they, if she's issued an instruction to them in person to close the account, um, I, I can't see any reason. She would, she would like to email me with more details so that I can understand on what specific grounds they're refusing to do it, to to close their account, then I'd be very happy to look at it. But it sounds like she's being stalled or prevented or thwarted from closing the account, which is absolutely not on. So she would have to certainly need case for to insist that whatever fees they're still um, adding on to that account be um, refunded back to her. Okay. But I'd really like to for email for her to email me or to give her details so that I can find out what, exactly what's going on there. Okay, so again, Chrissy, who sent that WhatsApp, please just follow up with an email and uh, we'll see if we can get an answer for you. We must leave it there. Wendy, thanks as always for being with us and we'll chat again next week. Will do. Thanks, Pippa.
Wendy Nola on the line there from Durban. A reminder that the email address, if you'd like to contact her, is consumer at nola.co.za.